Yeah, we live for this time of year. Under a month until early National Signing Day. Is Miami going to get some help at running back? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's going to be one of the craziest national signing days ever with the way that NIL has just geared up around the country. Like, this is going to be crazy to follow. I'm just warning you guys. I'm Alex Dono, your host of Locked On Canes. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Talking some recruiting in the spirit of this season. Let's bring on our good pal, John Garcia Jr. He is the head of football recruiting for Sports Illustrated. Uh, of course, when John joins us, he is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. John, are you anticipating maybe the craziest national signing day ever uh just based on how like nil has changed this thing so much i think in that regard yes you you just expect more outside the box moves to be made um schools that we're not used to talking about at or near the top uh, are are going to have opportunities to, to be there um i think you can see look after last year a&m finishing number one that was kind of the beginning of it in my mind right the beginning of okay it's not just Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, um, you know, Notre Dame, Clemson. It's going to be a much larger pool, at least from a recruiting perspective, of who can become major players and make major splashes. And I think you've seen a bunch of programs we don't normally talk about make huge runs. Um, you know, the Florida Gators, Tennessee, Louisville, um, even Nebraska, w- without a head coach, has been able yeah. to pick up uh, recruiting wins. So NIL is definitely making a huge impact, and it creates more – unexpected and more what was that kind of kind of scenarios here down the stretch so yeah i'm i'm gearing up um i'm gonna have some shell stories written for guys that i never thought would would be interested (laughs) in other schools but that's that's the game you got to evolve and adjust or or you fall out of it i want to start at a position where right now miami despite having a top 10 class has literally zero committed players at the running back position Uh, The player I wanted to start with here, because this is a very layered conversation, Christopher Johnson, you know, area player, Dillard, four-star running back, a speed demon. All right. I think a lot of teams would love to have Christopher Johnson. And it's looking like with Chris, it's it's a two-headed battle right now between Ole Miss and Miami. Miami's long been considered the favorite, but we've known, because you and I talked about this in September, how it was Ole Miss versus Miami for him. He had a a recent official visit to Ole Miss, which made a lot of people feel like the Rebels are in the lead there. Um, But obviously, hometown could have some pull, and I don't know what's going on with Ole Miss's head coach situation (laughs) because, you know, Lane Kiffin's arguing with reporters on Twitter about whether or not he's leaving Ole Miss, so what do you think's going on with Johnson? 
Yeah, I mean, Lane Kiffin is is always uh, a factor when, when it comes to recruiting down the stretch. Um, that, that's the thing. We talk about all these potential wrinkles in recruiting. It's like we haven't even talked about the coaching carousel that's about to also flip uh, recruiting on its head as, as it picks up. This is the last regular season week, right? So it's going to hit another level just in a matter of, of days. Uh, and, of course, the one report said – Kiffin is going to accept the Auburn job on Friday. So we're just yeah. days away potentially from some huge news uh, in the Southern footprint. Of course, that would have a huge impact on Chris Johnson. There's really no other way uh, to look at that. Uh, I think when you look at specifically the Ole Miss angle and the Kiffin angle with this year, it makes a lot of sense for them to be feeling good about poaching recruits from other areas, right? They, they lead the power five in rushing their, their true freshman running back Quinshawn Judkins uh, is a Doak Walker Award semifinalist. I think he just broke the Ole Miss rushing record for a single season. So I, I don't know how how else you could sell instant impact uh, relative to one school uh, compared to Ole Miss at, at running back right now. So conventionally you would say, okay, well, maybe he's just infatuated with Lane Kiffin, and if Kiffin goes to Auburn, now Auburn becomes a player That's for Johnson. It, it's never that simple. You know, yeah. we see turnover every year. It's never that simple in terms of continuity. Um, but at that same rate, Johnson has told us, I'm looking at what's happening now. And that's why Ole Miss has has chipped away at that theoretical uh, Miami lead from, from the offseason. But he's still frequented um, Hard Rock Stadium. He's still very much in tune with the Hurricanes. And, and like you said, zero commits at the running back position. You, you've got two in Broward County that are very much in the crosshairs. you got to grab at least one of them, right? So the pressure – the communication from the Miami side of things has to have increased with Johnson uh, in in recent weeks. Uh, and look, there's a lot of there's a lot of ties back back to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. You know, Kevin Smith is the primary recruiter for Johnson, and he was recruiting him at Ole Miss before he got the Miami gig, right? right. So there's there's a lot of crossover here that that is worthy of of consideration. But it does feel like it's going to come down to the wire, and perhaps Miami can get a little bit of luck on, on the recruiting trail. If if Kiffin does take that Auburn job, because again, it's it's not it's not the same targets, it's not the same board when, when you make a change. Just look at Miami, right? Last year when Crystal Ball moved on from Oregon uh, to the U, it, it was some of the same targets, but not all. So I think that's something to keep in mind there as well. And the comfort right now that Johnson has in Oxford, Mississippi, is is there? You can't just trans transfer that to Auburn, Alabama, uh, without another visit. And right now, it looks like there's no more official visits planned for Johnson. And like you said, that two horse race between Miami and Ole Miss, uh, the two UMs, it's going to stay in that ballpark in my mind, barring a late change. And he has not been the knee jerk reaction type of recruit. So I think even for Lane Kiffin, it could be hard for him to continue to court Johnson should he make the move to Auburn. Uh, and again, I guess we're going to find out that answer here soon. And, and that could be a little bit of luck for the Canes. I think if he takes that job, I, I think the Chris Johnson to Miami feel grows in, in a very big way. I almost feel like Kiffin's not going to take the job just to spite that reporter. Like, I think he was so upset about that getting reported. And I'm serious, too. That, and I think you're serious as well. That, like, that tweet comes out Monday of Egg Bowl week, and Kiffin was so taken aback by that. He's going to stay at Ole Miss just to prove a point. We'll see what happens there. Uh, but, yeah, and as far as, as far as Johnson goes, I know that you know his teammate, Antoine Jackson, who is a Miami commit, the defensive back, uh, is – 
going to have to play the role of recruiter. I know Miami wants him to try and nudge Johnson to the U, and I'm sure that there's some of that going on behind the scenes. Uh, you know, another really big name out there at running back is Mark Fletcher, who a couple weeks ago decommitted from Ohio State. I think there could be multiple players in this chase, including Florida State. But a lot of us look at it like there's a very Miami versus Florida battle for this player. And after he had a, a very productive uh, visit to Florida recently, then he decommits from Ohio State. I think that there was a lot of sense in Gainesville that, hey, he could commit to us any minute. He hasn't done that yet. I know for a fact Miami is pushing very hard with this one, and they want to battle with Florida and Florida State, whoever else down the stretch. What do you think's happening with Fletcher? I think he's really evaluating things. I, I don't think he it was the type who was going to decommit and then jump on board with another school, uh, particularly this close to signing day. Like you said at the top of the show, we're less than a month away. So I do think that can slow you down. But, but here's the question here. He's only taken one official visit, right? He's taken a bunch of unofficials. You mentioned Florida. He was at Miami the week before that. So he's, he's already hit the road this month. Is he going to get some more official visits in? I know he's talking about Florida as an official visit destination. You know Miami wants to host him for one of those, but we're, we're, we're getting down to the wire here. There's only so many weeks left where you can take visits, just about yeah. three of them. So if he's going to sign in December – He's got to set those trips up very, very quickly. So as long as he doesn't do that, there could be a conversation where he takes things all the way to February. I, I think when you totally reset your recruitment, that is something that is on the table unless you know, unless you already have it in your mind where you're going to go. And, and obviously taking it to February opens up a whole nother Pandora's box, right? Because now school X, Y, and Z that misses on a running back recruit. Now, if Mark Fletcher's available into the new year, he's going to have a lot more opportunities. And maybe that's part of his play here, right? Recognizing, hey, I might have more opportunities closer to home. We know that's a big deal for him. That was part of the reason why he decommitted uh, from Ohio State. Um, and obviously the in-state schools right along with that are going to have the biggest advantage. But what if he pushes this thing to February? That door is all of a sudden kicked wide open and he could take up to four official visits between now and whenever he signs a, a national letter of intent. So that one's going to be fascinating. He's, he's quieter than Chris Johnson. He's maybe more calculated. And I think in the end, he could have more suitors for his services. So that one's going to be fascinating. That's why I think, um, you know, the Canes got to hit on one of these two as soon as possible. I know the momentum feels like it's with Florida for Fletcher and Ole Miss for Johnson, but there's a couple factors that could pull that thing Miami's way. Uh, and I think that it has to break their way for one of those two guys because I don't see um, a better chance at the running back position elsewhere, whether you go into trying to flip um, uh, prospects committed to other schools. I know they offered Khalifa Keith when he decommitted from yeah. Kentucky. He just committed to Tennessee. They offered the Michigan running back commitment from Michigan. That's going to be a really tough pull, especially at the position. So it really does feel like, you know, this is one of those where not only is it a Miami, Florida deal in one of these cases, but it's about keeping kids home. And that is kind of the core of what Mario Cristobal was brought in for. So I think this will be the litmus test. I think Ruben Bain is the biggest must get overall yeah. in, in terms of local and overall, but also on the running back side, you got to keep one of those two home. It, it's kind of that simple perceptionally and optically for the Hurricanes. Well, and that's a really good segue because I want to talk about Ruben Bain on the other side and why I'm getting a little I'm getting a little more pessimistic by the week. So maybe John can talk me off the ledge. 
I also want to talk wide receivers because even though Miami has two in the class, they still they still need to fit a, a certain profile when it comes to size that they just don't have in the class at wide receiver. And of course, you know, if John's with us, we have to talk about the pancake honcho, Samson Okunlola, because we've got the Cal Ripken style streak going where we cover him every single week. But guys, I want to cover upside. I have been using the upside app for the past two years. And like, it's hard to imagine a time before I had this in my life because I'm doing regular things like filling my car up with gas, which I've got to do regardless. I'm buying groceries. I'm eating out at restaurants. And with the Upside app, I'm getting cash back. No strings attached. They're putting money in my pocket. Like it's it's hard to believe anyone's not using this app, guys. Inflation has been making us all think about different ways to cut back. Maybe you're trying to drive less. You're dining out less. You're buying less from the grocery store. But we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. Because with Upside... I don't have to cut back, at least not as much, because I'm getting cash back on every purchase. It's so easy to get started. And no, it doesn't cost you anything. Like there's not like, oh, I have to put money down to get money. Nothing like that. You download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you claim an offer from whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business. It takes a few seconds to do this. It's not difficult. You pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and then you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So uh, Ruben Hurricane Bain, a stud edge rusher out of Miami Central, you know, he, he has been... He's definitely been taking his time. Uh, he's got, you know, it's not just a, a regionalized recruitment, uh, at least not in the terms of Florida. He's been looking hard at places like Auburn and Alabama as well. Uh, but he is the legacy and the hometown guy. Yeah, I was reading a, a recent interview with his father who said, well, I don't know if he wants to be part of a rebuilding or continue mm. to build at a program that's already performing well this year. So, I don't know. That, that makes me a little bit concerned that maybe Bain is like, all right, I see Miami's not that close right now. Maybe I go to somewhere like Bama and I can just hit the ground running. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if that's the case, he's signing with Bama on, on the 21st and, and that's all she wrote because the yeah. other contenders are all in some kind of transition, right? Louisville yeah. at one point, Satterfield was on the hot seat. Oklahoma, Miami, and Auburn will either be – changing coaches or under a first-year staff. And those are really the contenders for, for Ruben Bain. I know Florida State has, has been involved to a degree, but not a lot of visits uh, up to Tallahassee. So uh, we get the sense that this one is is going to be um, in Iron Bowl schools and, and Miami with Louisville mm. as, as the dark horse in my mind. I think Oklahoma is still on the outside uh, looking in uh, to a degree. So here's the thing. Yeah, if, if that's the case – wrap him up to, to Bama. But I, I do think that he is looking into other factors. Obviously that was his father's opinion. Um, and, and that's probably something being talked about, right? How, how much of a rebuild do we want to jump into, right? If it's Auburn, it's a total refresh restart. You don't even know the head coach. 
at this moment. And if if it's if it's Louisville, it's you know middle tier ACC program. You know how how much stability is there? And obviously, you know um, your Oklahomas of the world, your Miamis of the world, first year coaches that you know haven't had the year uh, the first year at the school that they know. Uh, as 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 well as it hasn't gone as well as they thought you know I think that's something to consider as well but if it's on the other side clearly Bama is, is going to be the favorite here he is headed back to Tuscaloosa this weekend it, it's the Iron Bowl so he'll see mm. uh, both Alabama and Auburn of course uh, perform hasn't been to Bama in, in quite a long time so I think that's going to be interesting to see where Bama is on this side of the spectrum right because spots are limited I know we talk about it at cornerback where Bama's really in in the need Edge rusher isn't the same level of priority, and there are other big names that uh, the Crimson Tide is after, mainly Keon Keeley, the top edge rusher in the country. So you wonder how a feel there could affect maybe the spots uh, left for Bain. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, Obviously, Auburn, when they make a coaching hire, I do think that will impact this recruitment. Um, And really, those are the variables, right? Everything else, everything outside of Miami for Bain is – TBD, right? There's still something right. to learn. There's still something that can and will change. Um, but but with Miami, it's all stable. It's all there in, in front of him. He's been there double digit times this year alone. So he's he's the most frequented recruit uh, to campus, in my opinion, of, of the entire 2023 board. Um, so the familiarity there, I do think still plays very strongly. He's obviously a legacy recruit on top of that. And, and we've identified him really as the biggest must get. You know, this mm-hmm. is if there's one recruit where you judge Mario Cristobal and this entire staff, it should be Ruben Bain, right? A guy, no-brainer, easy identifier. The moment you you take the job at a position of need right there in your backyard, I mean, that is, that is the case with Bain. So I, I do think Miami's done a good job with those type of recruits in this cycle. So it'll be a fun finish there. Um, I think Louisville's going to get one more visit potentially, and that could be the last trip he takes before signing day, but I'd be really surprised if, if he ended up there. I know they've done a good job in South Florida. They've, they've historically done well uh, down there, uh, even at his position. But I do think this is more of, of an Alabama, Auburn, and Miami battle. So the, the question marks are, how does it go this weekend? Um, how does it go with Auburn's coaching search? And, and can Miami reemphasize that he needs to be a part of the, the present as much as, as the future? So uh, if Miami has a perceptional lead, They've got to hold off some some pretty big uh, circumstances going down the stretch for Ruben Bain. I agree with you that Bain is the biggest must get. Uh, for me, number two on that list is the Pancake Concho, Samson Okunlola, the big left tackle out of Thayer Academy in Massachusetts. Uh, he has been definitely, and we've talked about this all season long, he is approaching his recruitment like a professional. Like there, He doesn't seem to be using a lot of emotions in the way he makes this decision. He's doing his due diligence. He's taking a lot of unofficials and officials. And sounds like he's going to be uh, visiting uh, Ohio State, watching uh, that big rivalry game against Michigan this weekend. Where do you think Miami stands now with the honcho? They're still in the thick of it. There's there's really no other way to put it. Um, he took the official in the summer where Miami seized seemingly all of, of the momentum in this recruitment. Uh, he returned for an unofficial visit to get kind of that fresh, updated look uh, at, at the current roster and, and see kind of the game day flow at the U. Um, he took a midweek visit to Florida, and that, that started to open the door. And I think he's, he's kind of letting a little bit more uh, out of the bag there. Uh, so Florida is going to be involved here. They're clearly the program that was 
um, maybe on the outside looking in in the summer that has made the best push during the season. I do think Florida has been able to do that. Again, he took a multi-day visit with his parents just last week. Very big deal for the Gators, and that was an unofficial. So can Florida land an official visit? That would really increase kind of the momentum and buzz that the Gators hold. But Ohio State and Bama are still very much in the conversation, as is Oregon. Um, uh, Michigan State's trying to hang in there as well. Um, You know, two things. You know, he's confirmed that December signing date, which is a big deal, right? At one point, we were curious to see if he pushed it over to the new year because uh, he had a couple official visits still to take. And then two, we know he's cutting down the list to five. That That's the next step. He's texted me that personally. So which of these schools we've mentioned is not going to be a part of that group? Could it be Michigan State, Oregon, Penn State, one of those? I do think we'll get some clarity in that regard. But Bama's going to stay on there. Ohio State's going to stay on there. Miami and Florida, those are the four locks. Who's that fifth school and could a visit materialize to that school if he hasn't taken one already? I think that's something to watch in this recruitment. But kind of, kind of like we talk about with Ruben Bain, it's about – if you built this lead, can you hold off the late charges from these other schools? And obviously, uh, you're talking about the number one OT in the country. So it's big boy schools. It's very much a national race for for the pancake honcho. Ohio State is, is having the ball in its court next. So we'll see how it goes uh, in that regard. Uh, they, they've obviously historically recruited the East Coast about as well as any program has uh, in this country. So Ohio State's going to have something to say down the stretch, but the long-term long-term feel has has begun with the Hurricanes, and I do still believe that the Canes have a very good shot and maybe the best shot mm. to add Okanlola to the fold uh, on National Signing Day. Uh, so maybe the question becomes, who's the number one contender? If the Canes are still that school, has it shifted to Florida, or will it be Ohio State-Bama? It hasn't been to Bama in a long time. Um, but but we know they're still very much uh, involved there. So uh, that'll be another uh, photo finish here down the stretch. So it, it will not be boring come December 21st. Well, when we come back, there's a, a new name being tossed around at defensive end who uh, has not really been on, on my radar here on Locked on Canes. And uh, what's Miami going to do at receiver? Are there going to be more in this class or transfer portal? We will talk about that right after we talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and, and, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer. There's a big tournament going on right now in esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. Guys, I'm on Bet Online every single day. They arm me with the info I need. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Here with John Garcia Jr. So, John, it's always nice when kind of a new name comes into the mix. Defensive end Caleb Bryant from the state of Mississippi. He has named Miami among his eight finalists. That's a big list. And it's his list is all over the board. Yes. Right. So his list of finalists, Oregon. USC, Jackson State, Mississippi State, Miami, Alcorn State, Nebraska, and Southern Miss. So I mean, wherever he goes, there's a white. You got you got Power Fives, Group of Fives, HBCU. There's a lot of options for him. Yeah, a kid who's who's already made plans to to leave the footprint, right? Leave that mm-hmm. that Mississippi footprint, which is not easy to do, by the way. Hard to recruit in the state of Mississippi. Those kids are typically bulldogs 
or Rebels, but he was committed to Utah for quite some time. So obviously was very much on board with going to a very different part of the country since since that decommitment from the Utes. Oregon's got him on campus. They're starting to feel good there. I think they're gearing up for a really nice finish. Uh, but he's another one, Alex, that has a lot of visits left to take if he wants to take them. I've got a message in to Caleb to see, hey, are you a December guy or are you could you be a February guy? I think the latter would probably present the best case scenario for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, obviously, look, strong D-line class already. We know about the, the biggest names in there. But you need some variance, and Caleb provides a little bit more inside-out ability. So I think Miami's ability to, to sell that to him on an official visit would really go a long way for, for this top eight to look a lot smaller. And that's the other thing. He just put out the top eight so yeah. uh, yesterday. So could you really be considering eight schools if you were signing in less than a month? I think that's a big number. Maybe a lot of that was uh, optics and, and maybe a courtesy to hold some of those logos in the top eight. But typically, if you're really – trying to figure this thing out that's that's really anything over than four or five is a big number to me uh in terms of what you're truly uh considering down the stretch so i do believe that this could have some longevity to it going forward uh he's been to miami once uh he took an official in the spring where he picked up uh, that miami offer and they were kind of in the ball game for an official in the summer but he ended up only taking one and that was out to utah of course where he verbally committed and then he kind of shut it down so mm. he told me recently he was focusing on the season and then he was going to kind of go through the recruiting process so now he's that part of it is winding down and, and i think he's going to potentially become a pretty well-traveled kid down the stretch especially if it stretches into february so curious to see if that can get confirmed sooner rather than later but Caleb Bryant is a, a really strong player out of Vicksburg, Mississippi, and, and obviously Canes fans, Mario Cristobal, everybody knows if, if you're going to rebuild this thing and truly turn it around, you've got to do it from the inside out. So you can't have enough big bodies in the trenches on, on offense or defense. Last thing, how active do you think Miami's going to be between now and, and either signing day at wide receiver? They've got a couple guys who I really, really like, and Robbie Washington and Ray Ray Joseph, but they they don't have, you know, and Colby Young is young, but they don't have in this class a guy with his sort of size traits. Um, so do, do you think Miami's still looking for that or might they rely more on the transfer portal to get a guy who fits more of that like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, type of mold? Well, yeah, the, the answer could be both ends of, of that spectrum, right? Yeah. I think Miami's not in position to to not explore all options when it comes to this roster turnover, which we all expect it to be a pretty hefty one, right? We've already seen a bunch of Canes announce intentions uh, of the portal. So once, once we get to December 5th, I think that floodgate is going to open in a pretty big way. Um, but that said, you still have to try to address it from, from the high school ranks, especially when so many of these targets that fit the six foot or above threshold are right in your backyard, right? Whether you go yeah. high King Williams, you go Jalen Brown, you go William Foles, you go Andy Jean, all these guys are committed to other schools, but you've gotten most of them on campus since they've made those commitments. I know Jean visited Miami like two weeks ago. Hakeem Williams visited right after he committed to Florida State. Uh, Jalen Brown has been on campus this fall, despite that LSU commitment. I think that is where the conversation has to go. And then outside of the region, there's a couple others that Miami's is still trying to stay uh, in the ball game for. Um, maybe most interesting, interestingly, Jerry on Dickey. Could he, you know, take a late trip? It's been awful quiet on that. Very front. quiet. The, yeah. The Oregon commit who's visited South Florida, maybe not Miami, but South Florida 
twice uh, this year on his own dime. Maybe that uh, could become a little bit uh, more of a factor down the stretch. So I think you're going to have to try to flip one or two of, of these guys. Uh, there's there's just too many close to home. Obviously, Carnell Tate, Brandon Ennis are, are, are in state as well. I think those are a bit a bit more white well status for Miami, a little bit harder or a bit more lofty for them. Both of them will be back at Ohio State uh, this weekend, maybe with with Oak and Lola. So I think that'll be something to watch in that regard. But yeah, you're going to have to flip a receiver or two here down the stretch. I, I don't really see a scenario where. Um, somebody who's uncommitted uh, is, is becoming a, a top target at the position. I think right. you got to flip a receiver or two, but luckily for the U, a lot of them close to home. A lot of them have been on campus recently, and and you know maybe the the door's still open for some of them more than than they let on. You know something has uh, it's something that's happened in the past, right? I mean Ray Ray Joseph was a Clemson commitment until he flipped to Miami, so Miami's been able to make moves at the position, just not so much recently. And I think yeah. that's another, you know, uh, frustrating point for the coaching staff, but they have an opportunity to address it here down the stretch. All those guys we talked about can can really play. They're all a little bit different, but they they, are, they can all really play, and they're all a bit bigger physically than what Miami has uh, on board right now. Well, it's going to be fun uh, upcoming twenty nine days uh, till early National Signing Day, guys. Make sure you are following John Garcia Jr. at John Garcia underscore Jr. on Twitter. Check out his work, Sports Illustrated. He is the head of football recruiting for SI. John, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Sounds good, Alex. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And guys, thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.